on these three lives. Welcome, listeners, to the 57th chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Washington, D.C. QAnon Rally episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Field, and Travis View. This week, we bring you the story of our first undercover mission, the infiltration of the Washington, D.C. Great Awakening Rally, which took place on September 11th, directly beneath the Washington Monument. Travis and I traveled to the Capitol alone, Jake was unable to get the time off. A curse and a blessing for our boy because it was 93 degrees Fahrenheit on 9-11, the day of the event, which is nearly 34 degrees Celsius for you non-Americans. We brought bottled water as an ingratiation method. We also disguised ourselves as pro-QAnon Trump supporters and cobbled together fake personas. But before we get into it, here's a few words straight from the mouth of our QAnon influencer friend, Dylan Wheeler, a.k.a. Education for Libs, who we covered on Premium Episode 4. Can you say hi to the QAA listeners? What's up, QAA listeners? How's it going? This is Educating Liberals. Where we go one, we go all. Welcome to the show. Going undercover at the Great Awakening Rally in Washington, D.C. on 9-11. The morning of the rally, we woke up at 7 a.m. with passion in our hearts. We had traveled far, and we were going to make a day out of it. By 7.45, we were sitting at the local IHOP because everything else was closed. As I ate my miserable eggs and car exhaust hash browns, I experienced extreme shame at my t-shirt, a Captain America logo modified to say Trump 2020, keep America great. Travis had fucked me over good, covering his with a button-up shirt. He wouldn't have to display his patriotism until the rally. What a fool I had been, telling myself that I needed to gather my courage, that Travis would be wearing his shirt, that I should embrace my villainous role in the name of content. All bullshit. He had betrayed me. Your shirt was relatively tasteful. My shirt was hideous, had a giant, ugly portrait of Trump himself, and uh, it was extremely gaudy, so it's not comparable. Fake news. (laughs) No matter, his schoolboy pep would soon be deflated, as Will Somers sent word that he was on site and that nothing would kick off until 1 p.m., five whole hours from now. Travis was visibly depressed. Good, the fucker. We cruised back to our Airbnb and ended up wandering over to our friend Jared Holt's place, where we hung out for a few more hours, listening to music and shooting the shit. But Travis was getting antsy, and he broke away near midday to head rallyward. Jared and I milled about for about another hour and then moseyed on over splitting up a few blocks away from the monument so we wouldn't be seen arriving together. He was a fake news journalist, after all, unable to go undercover. A liability. I couldn't help but feel shame as I passed groups of foreign tourists ogling my t-shirt, or so my paranoid mind wanted me to believe. I soon came upon the northwest quadrant of the Washington Monument and found Travis wandering around, taking photos, his hideous t-shirt now fully on display. Trump 2020, two thumbs up for two terms and the president's leering face staring back at me. We sat down on a ledge overlooking the makeshift stage. It wasn't very populated. Most attendants were clustered not far from us, clinging to a rapidly disappearing pool of shade. We had come up with fake identities. Travis was Philip Cole, and I was Adrian Gorka. A dejected-looking guy sat to our right on the ledge, quite touching in his loneliness despite his imposing frame and full sports attire. I asked him what his name was, and he told me. I introduced myself. I'm Julian. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't matter. 
He was from Buffalo, New York, and we were the first QAnon people he had ever spoken to. Nobody back home partook in his hobby. We commiserated. As Californians, it was hard finding fellow patriots as well. Soon a grizzled guy in his early 40s walked up, apparently a local, and our friend from Buffalo started talking about the crowd size. As you'll hear, the local was more than willing to share his thoughts. Don't really matter if there's a lot of people or not. Like no, the yeah. statement we made, you know. Yeah. They know. Hey, I wonder if any of the local, uh, I doubt any of the local uh, media will cover it. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, hell no, they're not yeah, covering it. Yeah. They totally no. ignore it. Yeah, yeah. No, not unless something bad happens. Hey, well, I can tell you, uh, pretty much all, all four or five of the major local stations are all within a one-mile radius of yeah, Common, of common Ping Pong Pizza. Well, yeah, there we go. Yeah, they're all up yeah, there, yeah, Connecticut yeah. North. We were talking about like maybe going to check it out, but I guess they're weird about it there. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't eat there. No, not not to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I've pissed a few people off online that are fans of Comet Ping Pong because I went in there once right when this whole thing broke and pissed on all the toilet paper in the bathroom. Nice. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. Pissed. Uh, pissed uh, on uh, all, all the toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yes. He owns. God damn. Now, now, you know, that's something I've never heard of anybody doing, but 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 now that I'm imagining it, probably surprisingly effective to yeah. piss somebody off with very little effort. Right. Pissing on the toilet paper to own the deep state. He's like, oh man, now I'm not gonna be able to take my dump after my after my session in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Wheeler, aka Education for Libs, the guy you heard at the top of the show. He showed up almost immediately, leaving a QAnon-themed American flag near us. We promised him we'd make people sign it with a Sharpie that he also gave us. A few more people now gathered around. One middle-aged couple had spotted John Podesta on the streets of Washington that same day. This elicited some interesting reactions. I couldn't believe I ran into this dude on the way here. Walking on the bullshit. fucking street the by fuck? him fucking self. Podesta? Tony Podesta. No, no way. John Podesta, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking That's him. That's fucking too. him. Yeah. Holy, Holy shit. shit. I was like, my wife, yeah, like, you should just fucking break his neck now. Dude. Yeah, I'll set it down. Yeah. And they know this is going on. Oh, 100% they know this is going on. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is he hanging around? Like, Actually, right. Just look at that creep. Just right, walking the street. Fucking look at him, piece of shit. Creep. I'm glad it was you. I'm glad it was you that saw him and not me. <laughs> My wife's like, we could just snatch him and take him back. This, up this is what? Just a couple hours ago? Yeah. Dude. By him fucking self. <laughs> Were you wearing your Q hat? Yeah. Fuck he yeah. looked at it. That's when he Fuck looked at it. Yeah. to that point where it's like these bastards can't walk down. You should honestly think if I saw him, if I saw him crossing the street, my foot might have to slip off the brake. <laughs> I tell you, I was shaking. I wanted, I was like. So you saw him? Yes. 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 She's like, okay. I, I saw the photo. I took a picture. I was so sorry. I was like, I grabbed him. Like, oh my God. That was so And then he was You know, you guys could have been a martyr. We would have. I know. I thought there, there's millions of Anons out there that would have contributed to your family's defense funds. <laughs> I know. I know. That wouldn't be the one. That's okay. I would have at least put it on video and chased him down the street yelling at him. You piece of shit, you loud. Who's your dad? Sick 
I want to see him run. That's why I stopped because he went after him and I was like, I was just shaking up because things that I would have said, I probably would have, I don't even know. I don't know. I probably would have spit on him too. I don't have hate for many people, but him and Hillary and Obozo, those got me going. Wait, so, did she call Obama Obozo? That's Obozo, correct. Yeah. yeah. And she's kind of like wondering, what would I have done? But she was there. So she's saying, <laughs> I was frozen, but if I hadn't been frozen, I would have spit on him. Yeah. So she's somehow partaking in the fantasy of like, if I had been there, but she actually was there. Yeah. I, just, I think in that short clip, there were like three different death threats. Like yeah. there was the first one, which was like, ah, oh, woulda, yo, you should have just snapped his neck right uh -huh. there. And then the second was my foot might have slipped off the brake. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i want to interview john podesta now and be like hey tell us what was going through your mind when you when a dude when you turned behind you and saw a dude with a q hat taking a picture of you yeah chasing because, after him because that's apparently. gotta be fucking scary i mean not that i'm not I'm, look i'm not gonna try to put myself in john podesta's shoes but like you hear about this q thing they think that you're a satanist pedophile they read your emails they saw all the pizza shit you know you hear about them going into comet pizza with fucking a machine gun you hear about uh, them killing uh, you know this mafia boss in New York when you turn around and you see a dude with a Q hat in the fucking flesh like not on the internet I mean they probably got a little bit of what they wanted he probably maybe have been a little scared oh he for think? sure was creeped out but uh, to be clear there was no machine gun in Comet Pizza there were shots taken at the exterior of the store I believe it was just oh, a okay. rifle I just just to yeah. <laughs> don't want us to go right, right. but they did say that they would raise money for the defense yeah. fund of someone who martyred themselves. Yeah. I, I don't know. Suicide bomb John Podesta? Is I don't that know. <laughs> very vague what they're yeah. doing. But yeah, but I sat there looking. It was like, my God, this is just like online. They are, yeah. they, 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 they despise him. They, they hate him so much. They're like vibrating. It's insane. Yeah. And I do like the idea there's going to be an Indiegogo to, uh, for the defense fund of the Podesta killer. Yeah, he's I like, know. I'd be I'd be willing to do two life sentences back to back to bring Podesta to justice. <laughs> But they didn't. But they didn't. I mean, is well, there anything more QAnon than this interaction? Is that they had one of the ringleaders of the the child trafficking uh, deep state uh, right in front of them. No security, no nothing. And they took a picture and were angry about it later. There were a few people with kids at the event. Uh, one woman told us why she brought along her two young sons. Where'd you travel from? So we are actually right near Baltimore. We're oh, in nice. Bunbury. Yeah, so we're super close. Oh, but, fantastic. Yeah, this is a perfect opportunity to, to come down and, and show my kids that, look, there are people that are involved in the future. This, yeah. is, this is changing history right mm -hmm. here. And these people, these committed citizens that are trying yeah. to do something to change, you know, take back our country, yeah. we need to be a part the of that. The true superheroes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We are the true superheroes. The kids were pretty cute. They were just like regular looking kids. It was nice. One, one yeah. had a Minecraft hat. They were. Yeah, uh, I told them nice Minecraft hat. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They, they seemed they seemed pretty cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. Her. Um, yeah, they, they, I don't know what exactly what lesson they took away from this experience. Well, they probably believed it more because they had a guy in a Q t-shirt tell him that he liked this fucking Minecraft hat you fucking idiot you're you're actually contributing because yeah. like you know when all the kids at school make fun of me but the Q guys they're cool they they Who complimented my hat a, you're not gonna make fun of a Minecraft fan yeah, that's, a, come that's on. a big mainstream thing stop accusing me of radicalizing children yeah it is
You know, it's funny. Right before the event, uh, there was there was a normie who was like passing by. Looked like I don't know if it was a local or what, but she saw us gathering and she asked, "Excuse me, what's happening here today?" And I had to, in character, explain to explain to this person. It's like, oh yeah, have you ever heard of Q? No. Well, <laughs> Travis red pilled someone oh that day. God. Oh my god, that must have hurt your soul on it, the inside. It too. did. It did because I can't. I couldn't say run, run. Yeah. No. Yeah, but, my full circle was buying the Trump shirt. Travis's full circle was red pilling a stranger no, no. in a Trump shirt. No, who I went could, home. Who went home and was like, "Google Q Anon." I mean, and if she's over the age of fifty, dude, you you might have just fucking destroyed uh, somebody's family. He was like, uh, "Storm yeah. is upon us on Twitter." Nope. Joe M, the plan to save the world. When I explained, she walked it to off her. with a with with light in her eyes. <laughs> when I explained it to her, <laughs> like Yano she, 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 she hurried off. I don't, th- I'm not, I don't think she's really that at risk of being uh-huh. red pilled. Or so she, you tell yourself. She hurried. She hurried away yeah she was like fuck this she's like i met these crazy guys they were uh, something about q i asked one of them about it he seemed very embarrassed to tell me (laughs) yeah yeah, i had a mostly pleasant conversation with an older woman but then turned to the topic of uh mcdonald's hamburgers and um how she's very convinced that they aren't 100 percent beef as advertised okay so trump's deal with china you know he's like china yeah i think that human bodies go over to China and they come back as McDonald's hamburgers. And China keeps that secret. So they let them fuck up. Because that's a base. Can you imagine if that got out? I honestly think that they tell you on the McDonald's sign billions and billions They're telling us. They're open about it. Yes, and they say, I've read, there's there's stories out there where they have tested the meat and it contains child meat and horse meat. Horse and children, toddlers, is McDonald's burgers. But I think that's the thing with China. I honestly think that the bodies that they're going over there in freezers and coming back as hamburger patties. Oh my God. The funny thing is like horse meat is consumed in various countries. It's consumed in Switzerland openly. Like it's not some sort of weird thing. There was a scandal at Burger King in the UK because they put horse meat in there and didn't tell anybody. Um, but to, 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 I like that she's just like horses and toddlers. This is the same <laughs> yeah, level for her. Horses yeah. and toddlers. Also, they have to export bodies to China. They can't just find bodies in the largest country on Earth. I mean, look, their symbolism will be their downfall. Right. You know, 60 million uh, burgers (laughs) sold, you know, when we find out, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's a new one. I've actually never heard of that. I don't think it's burgers served. It's people served. That's the point of the sign. She's like, that's what they mean. We're actually serving billions of human beings to you, the consumer. I mean, that shit's like a uh, that's like a Twilight Zone (laughs) episode or like a Black Mirror or something like that. She was like uh, one one of those ladies you see in Vegas smoking like chain smoking cigarettes in front of the slot machine. She had that like oh yeah, yeah. You know, when she, she was when, very intense. Yeah. I got that right away. I'll tell you what. If if Trump um, exposes McDonald's for selling McDonald's teaming up with China yeah. to sell us human meat in burgers, 
That's bigger than his vape stuff. That I'll, he's doing. I'll, I'll, vote, I'll vote for him. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll become a QAnon person, honestly. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go, boys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love I love this interaction because it, I because I came in thinking like, okay, these people are showing up in real life. I'm maybe I'm going to tone it down. They won't be. They won't go that far off the rails in the things that they say they believe. Mm-hmm. But no, they went no. further. Yeah, they said, it sounds further. It sounds like say, oh, this is like like crazier than like the the the, the craziest sort of QAnon JFK Jr. lives shit that I that I hear online. Yep. It was interesting. She was also thoroughly convinced that Donald Trump could red pill the entire country if he would simply say that Michelle Obama has a penis. So just a quick content warning. Um, There is definitely a lot of transphobic stuff coming out of the mouths of some of the people that we interview. Um, So, yeah. And you know what my bitch is? is, Okay, so Trump needs to just throw a a fucking grenade out there and let everybody fucking deal with it. All they have to do is throw the grenade out that Michelle Obama has a penis. Yeah. And that will scramble their minds and they would be doing all these acrobatic jumping through rings of fire or whatever to cover that shit that mistakes would be made they would be focused on covering that up that they would leave themselves vacant and open to other stuff that there's so much there that we could just keep dropping more and more bombs you know Cindy Crawford's trailer really yeah and the secret with Victoria's Secret yeah all those women yeah all of them. are not really women that's the secret that's Victoria's Secret. They're all training. Even Travis cracked up at the <laughs> at the Victoria's <laughs> Secret. <laughs> I found I found like I am not, I learned I'm not very good at being undercover. At least this is my first time. <laughs> the hardest part was like not laughing. I was like I, the, I I did my best to like listen attentively and just act like horrified. But like oh, sometimes they would say things of like, oh, "Come on, man." <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird and was gross. This but. is shit that I've never heard. The Victoria's Secret that the secret is that they're all trans. The secret is that it's owned by Les Wexner, who worked with yeah, fucking Epstein and is yeah, definitely a that, fucking pedophile. Yeah, that's the, that's secret. the secret. You fucking god they damn it! They have to go to the transphobic shit. So in some ways, we were kind of growing at ease with those around us. And uh, I even signed Dylan's flag, listened to the QAnon Anonymous podcast. So I imagine that might be on Dylan's wall now. It gives me a lot of pleasure. Dylan uh, then circled back and I nabbed him for an interview. Hey, man, uh, we're starting a channel, yeah. I think. Like, obviously, you're, we need those. you're the master of that. Would you, like, answer a question or two for us? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, do you think, like, the Q is going to come back? Yeah, very soon. I think within, my prediction is within the next week. Hopefully sooner. God, you know, he sounds like a fucking nice guy. Like, he was. He was. He yeah. was. A, he was a friendly guy. He Let's sounds, put it that way. He's not a nice, nice guy, but he's but definitely friendly. friendly. Yeah. 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 He's a friendly guy who does a lot of damage because he's a propagandist for insane nonsense. But yeah. but 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 talking to him, yeah, he seemed like seemed like a bro. He was really warm. He was like he was like he didn't even know us. He was like, oh yeah, I'll help your channel. Whatever. I'll I'll take the time to talk to you. you yeah. Know? He doesn't sound nearly as um full of himself as uh sather no he does. was much better to deal oh. with than sather yeah yeah yeah, yeah sather yeah. wasn't like mingling with the crowd talking to people before you know D- dylan was like having people sign flags he was wandering around he was chatting he was, with people yeah. yeah man of the people he was yeah sather before the event he was like far off in the distance sort oh, of observing i'm sure and then afterwards he hung out again far off in the distance yeah and then afterwards he was kind of cycling through people you know 
uh, trying to kind of get the conversations to end and or taking quick photos. Um, so, yeah, but we'll we'll get to that later for sure. Uh, so here's Dylan then addressing Q drops and anons. Clearly, I'm just an obs someone who observes what's happening and matches it up. I've seen the proofs that just go, wow, clearly this is someone who's connected to the president. And I'm, I'm just always on the edge of my chair. When someone says new Q drop, I am the first to qmap.pub to check it out. I love that website. And I lit a lot of anons. I, I figure it out from other people who break it down. You know, Q drops breadcrumbs. Like, we're, we're trying to do this in a legal manner. You know, ask questions, connect your own dots. And anons are so smart. They figure it out. They're like, dude, this to this to that. And whoa. And then I see it and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> chills, man. Dude, it's like, whoa. it's like cock hand here, uh, reflection there. And I'm like, holy shit, bro. Like, this is fucking tight. Chills, dude. Chills. I like that he calls them anons, which anons. would mean that they're anonymous. Anons. Um, maybe anons. British. Yeah. He might be British. So he followed this with some pleasant words for the cabal. What do you have to say, like, to the cabal? Here we are, and it's only going to grow from here. So this is the beginning of your end. Like, the end, I believe, is already in cement. It's just going to take time for everything to carry itself out. But Q has asked us to organize and assemble and be heard, have your voices heard. Well, that is exactly what we're doing. Hopefully people see video footage of this and the people on the edge or the people that wanted to come out but didn't want to be ostracized for it. They go, I'm at that next one. And it's the snowball effect from here on out. I really hope that's what happens. I followed this with some family matters. My parents are kind of asleep, like, how, how should I talk to them? What's the best way? I don't know, my parents are still asleep. Oh yeah? I, I had to redirect everyone to Joe M's video. You search Joe M on YouTube. It's really good. Plan to save the world, and like, you don't even have to believe in Q to know that there's a deep state with that that wants us divided. And then Q is what wraps it all together and puts the bow tie on top and goes, we got a plan for that, you know? And it's like, yes, that's what you want. You should be jumping and rejoicing that there might be a plan in place to take get rid of this evil. Why would you not want that to happen? Why would you not want to at least be agnostic on it? Yeah, just like open your mind to yeah, it, Yeah, right? open your mind to it and be like, this would actually be a really good thing. And do you think uh, Q plus Trump is going to like, Say it one day. They're gonna ask. I'm waiting question. for the fake news media. Where's Will? Will Sommer's around here. Is somewhere. Someone, they're here. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Daily Beast is here. I'm waiting for. Who's it? I want to go talk. Will Sommer. Yeah. yeah. He's where, here. Where he was sitting they? right over here a minute ago. Oh my god, dude. I want to talk to him. I'm be like, it takes one question, ten seconds to put an end to this so-called charade, but they won't do it. Why not? Because if they do do it, then it puts a microscope on this, and then the truth pours out from these past drops, and it's game over for them. It's a hundred percent game over. Do you think the fake news is scared because they're going to go to Gitmo? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are complicit in the whole thing. And they're going to end up there. Yeah. Do you see the, the photo of Podesta? Yeah. What's yeah. up with Podesta? Tell me more about him. Well, he's a spiritual uh, or spirit cooker. He's, you know, right there with Hillary. Um, he's a Satanist that... There's a lot of drops. I won't get too deep into it because yeah. I don't know if we'll go off into, oh, now I'm done listening land or not. But um, he's a pedophile for, for sure, 100%. And the WikiLeaks prove that. He actually stumbles upon something that I think is is very insightful. Is he's he's like <laughs> he's like he's like, well, everybody already believes that there's like a deep state that like wants us divided like in some way or another, but Q just wraps it all up in a nice bow. And that really, really is what QAnon is. It is a way to very quickly 
it to, it just put a very simple label on people's sort of insecurities about their own government and all that shit. I mean, that's really that really is what it is. I think he stumbles into an even better insight because he says bow tie. So it's basically like a showman on stage lying yes, to you yes. in a bow tie. Yes, yes, that's very that's very true. Layers to our analysis. Things were then kind of coming to a close. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, man. Awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. I hope doing. your show blows up. Let me know. Like, message oh, me you. and I'll retweet it. Oh, I really appreciate it, man. We will. We will. We're all here for each other. Like, so yeah, absolutely. I guess oh, we'll what send a beautiful the link. fucking man. I know. Yeah, he's he a was, lovely man. Yeah, well, it was nice. He should stop tweeting, but. Uh, he but, should stop tweeting and doing everything, yeah, public but, uh, facing. But keep showing up at parties and being that nice to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you will go far. You will go far. Well, it's like when we did our episode on him, we were like, this guy is like kind of talent. Like, his rap wasn't that bad. And it's like, man, if you focus this, like now seeing what a, a pleasant uh, interviewee he is. And yeah, Dylan, go back to reading Chomsky. Yeah. Shit really started kicking off at the main stage. So Travis and I headed over. People were standing around in the brutal sun. We quickly found out that the event had been organized by a couple living in Florida. Here are some snippets of the husband opening the event. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm going to say a few words about safety and logistics to satisfy the lawyer. First off, it's going to be a beautiful day if you haven't noticed. God has blessed us with wonderful weather for our event, so please stay hydrated. Uh, we've got some waters under the stage, kiosks, uh, food kiosks around here, and restrooms and uh, whatnot. And we, has, we also have three different flavors of sun protection, 30, 50, and 70 behind the stage. If it is illegal per state, local, or uh, federal law, then it is unacceptable at the event. Anyone found to be engaged in illegal activity will be ejected from the event or possibly reported to the bad people. We're, we're patriots. We don't do none of that stuff. The event organizer reserves the right to deny entrance or remove any attendee from the event at any time whose conduct is determined to be disruptive or unsafe. Uh, infiltrators here must be warned. I had my uh, Antifa mask. Where'd it go? I was going to show you what they look like. It's kind of funny. So he was unable to find the Antifa mask uh, that he wanted to show people because it was funny. Um, I wonder what that mask looked like. Yeah. Uh, also, when he mentions the toilets and doesn't really go into details because they had no toilets, so you had to fucking wander so far. I almost pissed myself at one point because I wanted to record so badly. So I was staying and really like pushing the limit of it. And then I, I went and pissed against a tree in a place where I could have easily been arrested uh, on the Washington <laughs> Mall for public urination. Yeah, uh, that would have been a... Um, you would have to register as a sex offender if you got uh, arrested for that. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, public urination is now a considered a like sec. Uh, it's a it's a, like a sex crime. Well, I do well, jack off while I do it. So yes, it's, it's right. well, there you go. The things you do for content. Yeah. <laughs> Getting, getting arrested as a sex offender on the Washington Mall yep. and getting kicked out of the country. But but I was trying to cover the QAnon rally, ironically. <laughs> Shut up. Get in the car. His wife then took to the stage. It became clear that she was the brains of the operation. So I just want to thank everybody for coming out. Um, I just... You know, don't sleep much anymore. Just thought, hey, I'm going to go to D.C. with my megaphone and a sign and a table. And wait, what if I get everyone together? And so this is us being a part of the solution. 
Um, so despite like what the media is going to report on us that, um, oh look, the police officer's over there, say hey guys. Um, so then he, we're, we're peaceful people. We are welcoming of everyone with difference, differences and opinions and come one, come all. I also just wanted to have a moment of silence for our victims of our 9-11 victims. So if we'll just take a moment. <laughs> the victims are the victims. <laughs> oh, very awkward because it's 9-11 and like that was pretty much it. It was it was that, so pretty flubbed. Yeah. And then literally 9-11 trutherism. <laughs> so uh, the first speakers of the event were John and Lisa Welch. Hello, Q, Q family. family. It's nice to be here today with a group of super elite patriots. <laughs> you were all awake, of course. Uh, we're dedicated to doing the real work that the media's abandoned years ago. So, so much love and respect. They softened up the audience a bit with a funny story about making people cry. Yes. I started following Q on October 28th, 2017. And I started following Q because you made me. <laughs> true. I was never afraid of anything until I met her. That's true, too. Yeah, she's a little stick of dynamite. <laughs> At a restaurant, the two ladies were seeing her Q shirt and said in loud voices, uh, there's some of those Q conspiracy freaks. Well, she couldn't let that go. She walks right up to their table. And I made them cry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I found out they loved Obama, so I showed them the video of Michael dancing on the Ellen Show. <laughs> Boom. They started crying. So I patted them on their backs and I told them I was sorry and I abandoned the conversation. Yeah, Trump derangement syndrome is real. So this As is a like fucking the, like motorcycle kicks up in the background. This yeah, is a real. classic conservative uh, thing of uh, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it confused me for a moment what she was talking about. But she's talking about Michelle Obama, who she's calling Michael, uh, dancing on the Ellen show. Apparently, you can, quote, see her, you know, penis or whatever. And so that made these people cry because they love Obama. And if Obama's wife were to be tranced, that would just immediately make them break down into tears. So the level of, I mean, stupidity, it's like every every layer of that is stupid, but, and also it didn't happen. I love how these people um, work in like Q slang into their own speech. Like they'll be like, boom, or like, just what the something one of the guys said earlier he was like yeah it's almost as if like you know uh, these people can't walk down the streets uh you know like they quote q yeah, and they're kind of Wheeler. like they're like you know sort of like regular speech and they they yeah. bring in the the lines uh, yeah, it's so they, funny they have they have fully absorbed q just through osmosis yeah. they are one with the q now but the worst speakers uh jordan and the two guys from edge of wonder didn't they don't give a shit they didn't say any of those things they they just they were incapable of doing any call and response. They were incapable of putting in any jargon that would get people excited because they just don't care enough. They were probably like Jordan was probably um, upset, kind of like embarrassed at the low turnout. And it turned into an event where he was like, oh, man, like, I don't want anybody to see me here with like this low turnout. Like, oh, it's not good for my image or whatever. Yeah, he's vain enough. I buy that. Yeah, like he tweeted about it being 200 to 300 people. Well, I'm going to say generously between 80 and 100. Yeah. Now, something I found interesting is that John and Lisa Welch basically took credit for the strong Q presence at the, at the Tampa, Florida Trump rally in July 2018. 
2019. And this was the rally that famously helped QAnon uh, break into mainstream awareness. In post 1643, Q said we may have to force the mainstream media to ask the question. It was around that time that people were complaining that nothing was happening. Some were talking about jumping off the Q train. Well, it was breaking my heart. So I told John if we could get the media to report on Q, then we could keep people united. So I knew we'd have to go big or go home. And we bought the 100 Q shirts and made 2,500 We Are Q signs and took them to the rally and handed them out. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah, I just think it's wild that basically everyone sort of knows about Q, like normies know about Q, because this couple bought a bunch of Q shirts and handed them out at one rally in Tampa, Florida. We we have one of those shirts, and I've been photographed repeatedly yep. uh, at that yeah, at this rally in the We Are Q shirt, which uh, was tossed out to me. I switched shirts immediately as it was tossed out to me. Um, you know, casting aside the Trump shirt and the chemicals of the, uh, I believe, Central American uh, manufactured shirts, uh, so that they don't kind of grow mold as they are transported, were sinking into my skin through my sweat, and I was itchy and awful for the rest of the rally. But I dared not you know, remove the, the anointed shirt. Oh my God. You guys really went for it. Yeah. We were all in. Now there was one moment where, uh, the couple talked about how their politics affected their relationship with their children, which was kind of sad, even though that they, they tried to make it sort of light and funny. I started telling people two weeks after Q started posting that it was president Trump. <laughs> And I would tell her, honey, quit, and quit that, because you, know, you don't know that for sure. She wouldn't stop, though. <laughs> well, I was almost right. Q Plus is our wonderful president and our hero. I love and appreciate President Trump so much that I can't quit talking about him everywhere I go. So much so that our children got jealous and told us they couldn't talk to us anymore until Trump is out of office. What our response? Our We'll we will see, see you in six, six years. years. <laughs> we're gonna be helping. We're gonna be helping him save the world. We're gonna be busy. I laugh every time he says, "If you like your kids, leave them the farm. If you don't like your kids, give it to charity." <laughs> well, we love and miss ours, so we'll have to see about that. Oh no, no! <laughs> oh so God! Miss, they miss them because they're not in their life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, sad and so weird. It's that it's everybody's like, oh, I know what it's like being abandoned yeah. by my children. Like <laughs> they all laugh, they're all right. laughing laugh at it. Clap. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like it was treated. It's like being isolated from your own family was a laugh line. It it broke my heart. I'll I'll be honest. Ah, but it's so weird hearing this because it's like um. It's like a bingo group. Uh, it's yeah. I, like it's yeah. so hard to. Ah, it's, ah, I have such mixed emotions right now. Yeah. It's We're breaking tough. poor Jake. Ah, it's like, yeah, it's like a bingo group with like a sort of like evangel, like, oh, well, when I found Jesus, I knew I was saved. Like, it's that same cadence. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they yeah. all sound, it's, it, it is very culty. Um, it's very, every documentary that I've watched, and I've watched all of them about all of the cults. <laughs> the people sound similar. Mm -hmm. There's a similar, there's a piece. 
yeah. and ease in there. This is your new family. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. um, it's very unsettling. Well, if you found that unsettling, you're gonna love this next clip <laughs> <laughs> because uh, they also talked about how being a QAnon follower really showed you who your real friends are. I also I can't get over how much these people love Donald Trump. Like none of us loved Obama as much as these people love Trump. No liberal would was would be willing to destroy their family uh, over their love of Obama. I think the only time I heard Obama love this intense is people who had literally lived through slavery and yes. watched the first black president be yes. elected, which is understandable. Yes, that absolutely. there's something there that makes sense. Why do these people like a reality show ghoul, a just a degenerate elite <laughs> with like pedophile shitty hair, like <laughs> shitty hair and like who looks like trash and never has talked to a poor person in his life, doesn't know what it, it, it's like to, to wash a toilet, open a door or do anything for himself. Uh, it, it really boggles the mind. But it, you're right. It's more intense somehow. How? How is this possible? President Trump told his son when he decided to run for the first time that now they will find out who their true friends are. Being in this fight with you all, we have gained so many true friends. In fact, we've gained more than we have lost. All of you are heroes. Just like President Trump and the Q team, Jim Watkins, Julian Assange, Seth Rich, <laughs> General Flynn, Russell J. Gold, you're, you're heroes because you guys stand in the face of evil and you never back down and you never give up. These are the voices that are important today, not those of the media or Hollywoodos. Thank you. Like us. From, from the bottom of our hearts for being in the fight. I love this. It's like Cuchella. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like opening acts. It's like Seth Rich, Julian Assange. Yeah. And then I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a fucking Coachella set list lineup. You know how they release it yeah. every year? Yeah. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do Coachella and it's going to have, you know, Donald Trump is headlining all three nights. <laughs> so this couple kind of ended their speech by opening a suitcase. I was very close to the suitcase and it was absolutely packed to the gills with t-shirts. There was at least three times more t-shirts in there than there were people attending the rally. I think it's because, you know, the permit allowed for up to 2,000 people. And I think for them, they were expecting a crowd as big as the Tampa rally, which they had attended. So they were like, let's bring even more than we had yeah. last time. Uh, and it was a bit sad. I mean, they kind of just, uh, he, he wanted to throw it out into this big crowd, but there were about 80 people. So he was kind of throwing them directly at people. Yeah. Um, and just handing I, them, just oh, handing them to them. Well, still throwing. You could, he, you could tell he was very into it. Oh, he wanted to throw. He wanted that moment of he, people he catching, yeah. catching the Q shirts. Thank you. Thank you. And I definitely was up there going, please, please me. And I got mine. And I fuck, like I said, I put it right the fuck on. There was also koozies, uh, which are koozies, you know, for your beer, I guess, or something like that. Uh, but Travis also got another piece of swag. It was a bracelet with at Storm is Upon Us uh, Twitter handle. And QMap.pub on it. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I know there's a uh, there's a woman in Chicago who produces these bracelets, and they're sort of they're slowly making their way throughout the QAnon community. But yeah, they're they're these small kind of glow in the dark bracelets that say uh, they have QMap.pub and it says at Storm is upon us, just sort of advertising. Oh, it's like the uh, like the Livestrong bracelets that uh -huh, were like exactly. really popular in the early yeah. thousands. They're yeah. gonna, I see, they're gonna retro engineer that fad, but but geared towards Q. 
Great. Just to be clear, it was only legal to gather donations for, quote, books, newspapers, leaflets, pamphlets, buttons, and bumper stickers, which contain a message related to your demonstration or special event. That's straight from the permit. I did hit up Joe M in the DMs yes. and uh, asked him, uh, were you at the rally? And he said, what rally? Which is a very catty answer. He knows very well what rally. Yeah. But mm -hmm. we discussed it a little more. I asked him if it was the Nemos thing. He just said, no, I don't think it's very productive because, you know, Q is just pointing to MAGA. And so MAGA rallies are the real Q rallies or something like that. Uh. I then sent him a photo of Travis's wrist uh, and Joe uh, told me to tell Travis that uh, he was his best friend of me. Oh, thank you, Joe M. That's nice. Stop tweeting. <laughs> um. <laughs> the next speaker on stage was uh, Craig of the uh, YouTube channel and podcast, Just Inform Talk. And he, he had two topics on his mind. He talked a lot about God. He was like the preacher of the group. And he also talked about getting the ban hammer on social media. He actually compared uh, fighting digital censorship to the civil rights movement. There remain countless examples of how these monolithic corporations have started using their immense power coupled with their vast legal immunities to begin the wholesale removal of we the American people's constitutionally guaranteed right to free speech without unreasonable discrimination. Just as the civil rights movement sought to remedy a broken system which institutionalized racism and bigotry, so too are we desperately in need of a movement championed by a leader who will recognize the injustice of our modern big tech tyranny. And that's a big part of what we're fighting against here in the Q movement. So the mythology here would make uh, Joe M their Martin Luther King. Yeah, right. Take you to the promised land. <laughs> the fucking that means that uh, the plan to save the world is his "I have a dream" speech, which is just amazing. <laughs> you fuck every time this uh, the the MAGA people try to bring up like civil rights or or Nazi Germany, they just absolutely expose a, a brutal lack of understanding <laughs> of how anything works. After Craig, we got to hear Roy Davis, AKA Captain Roy D, one of the authors of the book, QAnon, An Invitation to the Great Awakening. And uh, Captain Roy D was still mad about QAnon being banned from Reddit the previous year. And remember, this is a guy who got into our emails after we made that episode about uh, the book, basically, you know, ridiculing it, rightfully so, and tried to get invited onto our podcast to promote that book. So here he is. We should have had him on. No, we shouldn't have. <laughs> no, Jake. No. This is why you don't do the booking. <laughs> uh, a year ago uh, tomorrow was when we first were hit hard with the deplatforming and the uh, the censorship. Uh, they they totally banned uh, QAnon at the uh, Reddit at all of our subs, canceled our subs. And what they did to us in particular, some of the writers, they went into our individual accounts and de deleted all of our posts that we had in our individual accounts. I tell people this is very similar to going to Stephen King's house and burning his manuscripts. No different. I mean, no different. The, no the different. books would still be out there. Yeah, it would still be out there. And also we're talking about the Reddit is a platform owned by other people in that scenario, that Stephen King scenario, you're breaking into someone's house. You know, there, I feel like there's a meaningful yeah, distinction. When you, yeah, when you burn down Stephen King's manuscripts, you lose, uh, you know, great works like it and the shining. And, uh, when you do it, uh, to the QAnon people, you're just losing a post about, um, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now Roy Davis was actually very brief on stage. He was only there for like 10 minutes. He had two things to do, gripe about Reddit bans and then pitch his next book. And uh, he also seemed to claim that he got a note of encouragement from General Michael Flynn. <gasps> this is the one that's going to be dedicated to General Michael Flynn. And he sent that kind note out that had where we go, when we go all for those that saw that it was in response because the upcoming book is going to be called White Hats, Swamp Creatures and QAnon, a, who, a who's who of Spygate. And uh, so the, the publisher's real thrilled, and this is, should be out any week now. I'm looking forward to it, and we definitely will be covering it on the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, Captain Roy D. was very smart uh, in sort of going solo on this book, not like a, not like an Invitation to the Great Awakening, where he had to share yeah. uh, credit with many people. So it sounds like he's uh, breaking off, doing a solo act, like uh, yeah, like Justin Timberlake in sync. Captain Roy's D. would be a great maritime gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Now, next up came the man of the hour, uh, Dylan Wheeler. Now, he didn't uh, organize the rally like I had previously thought, but uh, but out of all the speakers, he does have the biggest platform and was instrumental in promoting the event. Here's how he was introduced. We have 27-year-old millennial from Minnesota started posting political content under the name Educating Liberals after the 2016 election has close to 750,000 followers across the social media platforms, believes in God, loves his country, and trusts the plan. Let's hear it for Dylan Wheeler. Thanks, guys. That was I don't really have a prepared speech or anything like that to say. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. Come on. I know we fly out all the way across. This is the this is the first QAnon rally. You yeah, know, he yeah. could he could took take a few moments to think about what he was gonna say before he grabbed that microphone. It was still a better speech than everybody else's. This is true. I it mean, actually was more coherent and fucking like he he flubbed right. the words less. You're 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 right, you're right. Like he was like one of the uh probably the second best uh speech of the day, if I'm being honest, even though he had nothing prepared. That's who Dylan is, though. I mean, he's off the cuff. He's improv. Yeah. You know, he is uh, <laughs> on his feet. He's thinking. He's sharp. He's uh, he's quick witted. I, uh, yeah. I don't think he needs to prepare anything. Maybe I think, maybe you want to hear the rest of this. Uh, yeah. You know, you might you might want to recant your words after you see what Dylan deals with. <laughs> so uh, Dylan, like many of the other speakers, took an opportunity to call out the fake news media. Hey, there's Will from this, <laughs> the Daily Beast. There he is. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I want to thank these guys for coming out because whether they know it or not, they are putting publicity on this event that is at their own demise. Why will nobody, if you want to end this charade, do it by taking 10 seconds to ask Donald J. Trump, your president of the United States, why he will not disavow this conspiracy theory, this dangerous conspiracy theory. Why will he not disavow it? It takes 10 seconds, but they write thousands of articles every day saying how we're violent. When we're having a kid-friendly picnic, doesn't add up to me. Yeah, they they hate Will Sommer. He was enemy number one at this event. They yeah. called him out over and over and over again. He must be he must be must be over the target. Yeah, he must be. They just think that like Will has access to like the White House press corps or yeah. something. Like, yeah, they yeah. don't really understand how journalists uh, gain access. Yeah, yeah. They, they, Trump they, literally bans anybody who fucks with him in any way. You don't think that the Daily Beast uh, would be yeah. first on that list? Yeah, you they, understand the difference between like you know, there's like you know, he's not he's not a White House correspondent. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's weird. But um, you know, in lieu of uh, saying anything prepared, uh, Dylan instead just took questions from the audience. Here's a here's a quick question. Um, sure. How did you get red-pilled? 
Red Pilled was on this day seven years ago when a friend of mine shared something on 9-11 that had 50 questions that could not be answered. And I sat in my car at my college. I was just, you know, an, a normal, you know, a normie person that had never thought about politics a day in my life. I was into sports and getting good grades in college. And I watched this video in its entirety because I couldn't look away from it. First question. So, <laughs> so I, yeah. what I what I loved about that that story is like usually when someone tells a conversion story, it was like, it's like, man, I had ruined my, my relationships with my family. <laughs> I was doing I, cocaine. I was doing cocaine, <laughs> but then I found this, and it got everything better. He was like, I was getting good grades. I was, I was into sports. I was playing sports, <laughs> but then I got red pilled. That's his before story. Well, he's kind of like glossing over the fact that he was dealing with such intense mental illness that he had slashed his own wrists, gotten into a fight, a physical fight with a cop. I mean, I don't That's think true. the good grades thing is really uh, yeah. sticks all that much with what we've examined. You're right, right. He's not he's not telling the real story of what what his life was like, but 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 still, it's which still, would probably yeah. have been more compelling. I mean, if he yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, I was suicidal, I was depressed, I was getting in trouble with the law, and then I found Q, and um, I you know I've now built a you know a huge uh, content generator. I've got this many followers. I'm doing really well. I mean, no, yeah. but Dylan Wheeler is like a positivity coach. He can't yeah. he can't give you the darkness. This right. is He's not, a, he's not an evan evangelical guy. I got it. I got it. Uh, Dylan also got a question about how do you get people to see that criticism of Israel isn't necessarily anti-Semitic. Now, personally, I'm of the opinion that the person who uh, asked the question phrased it very carefully. And it was it was it was it was fine and inoffensive. But Dylan did not answer it very well. When Q says they're saving Israel for last. My, my question is, so there's a lot of like Trump supporters and people who fall for this like war for free speech kind of thing. So like the neocons like Ben Shapiro and everything, these run Republicans who say they're for free speech, but as soon as you mention Israel or talk about Israel or even criticize them, even say Israel, they call you an anti-Semi, they knock you off. I wanna know how you think we should, um, how do we wake them up to this? Because I think Israel is really hard to like, like wake people up to that everyone like every religion every government is responsible for a lot of things and i think people think that israel is not and they're perfect and they're amazing and they do all those things like it's all these people's fault but not us don't like so i feel like how would you how do you think i or other people should like i'm in the people? same exact boat as you so many of these conservatives they have an open mind until you start questioning israel you look at the jewish the people who own our media are 90% Jewish, and there's only five corporations owning our media. I'm 100% with you. People like Ben Shapiro, total shill, in my opinion. Um, you have Dr. Jordan Peterson. If you look at the video, when he got asked a Jewish question, got uncomfortable and go, oh my God. Why? He's got handlers, of course. He would not answer that. Why will you not answer that? Just like in our CIA, there's a deep state, and you have the Mossad, the CIA in Israel. There's a deep state over there, too. And that has to be questioned as well. But people do not want to go there. They, a lot of blind allegiance, a lot of blind following. And I'm 100% with you, man. I question everything. The funny thing is, I think he actually is too stupid to understand that the Jewish question is not the right way to phrase that. Yeah, I really think he's trying yeah. to say, like, Mossad is up to no good. Israel has, like, tentacles in a bunch of places, other than the media thing. The media thing's yeah, all fucked up. Of course. But then the way the way he brings up the Jewish question, I don't think he quite understands the connotations of no. phrasing it that way. <laughs> no. He's too fucking thick. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. You're being you're being very, very generous. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, I, say, I think... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think, yeah, it was, it was funny because if sales of listener, it was like he was he was very cognizant of like the sensitivities around this issue. He was like he was making a clear distinction between mm. uh, uh, anti-Semitism and criticism of Israel. And and but then Dylan's like, I'm with you, man. What's up with all these fucking Jews? And now like they're uh, yeah. how they control everything. What the hell, man? Yeah. The, like, qu- the question could have easily been about how it's very difficult in the current political climate, especially in the United States, to talk about what's happening to the Palestinian people and the the acts that the Jewish government and Jewish intelligence are carrying out that are unjust, which are not, you know, fucking fictional. Yeah. But yeah, no, the yeah. Dylan doesn't really quite, <laughs> doesn't really quite grasp that side I mean, of the. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 he also, yeah. he didn't even, he didn't even address the question. He didn't, he asked like, he was like, yeah. like, how, how can we sort of like, uh, uh, fairly criticize Israel? Yeah. How do we make up, make an uh, important distinction between anti-Semitism and criticism of Israel, which, you know, yeah. which is fine. Which is actually a great question, yeah. you know. He yeah. should have, he should have said, Within like you know the first thirty seconds, Palestinian rights, yeah, BDS, yeah. That's exactly and the what, situation yeah, in that's Gaza. Exactly yeah. where the direction he's going to go in. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I bet if you told them Gaza, he'd be like, "What? Yeah. He'd be like, what? What's Gaza? Who's, who's that? What's their handle? Oh, <laughs> you also feel that? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Dylan also fielded a question about red-pilling the younger generation, and he was confident that younger people would be red-pilled because they were all into memes. I have a lot of hope for the younger generation. They feed a lot off of memes, and good memes, good memes aren't good memes unless there's truth behind them. They're supposed to be simple, that tells a story and tells truth. Within, you know, ten sec- five seconds you should understand a meme. And the left can't meme because there's no truth. They have to bend the truth 100%. (laughs) That's why the right is memeing. The right has comedy because there's truth involved. And that's also waking them up, so. It's funny because he kind of nails the exact opposite. The left is actually not as good as memeing because they try to put too much truth into their memes. Yeah. Whereas the right is 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 good at memeing because they just go for big tropes. They're just like, fuck it, just yeah. go. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I get that immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I like this idea that it's like, well, if it's if it's true, then you'll be able to understand it in a second. Like and 10 laugh. Seconds. And yeah. laugh. And like, laugh. no, yeah. absolutely not. Most truths are horrifying and it's very hard <laughs> to make them funny at all. And, yeah. or, or simplify it to a single blurry JPEG. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're kind of telling Jake that his entire education is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is true. I mean, there, it's, it's true. The the left, um, unless you go to like our communism on Reddit, they've got fucking great memes. But for the most part, the liberal memes. Yeah, it's like they're they're too overproduced. They're very slick, yeah. you know, whereas yeah. like the, the right stuff is like much more much more crude and and. Are you funnier saying, because of the crudeness? Are you saying the Game of Thrones Muller is coming isn't funny? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It has so much truth. Of course, Dylan Wheeler also addressed the big question, when will Hillary finally go down? I just wanted to ask in your honest opinion, when will Hillary Clinton and the criminal Clinton Foundation be charged with crimes against humanity and children? Yeah. In the Dominican Republic in Haiti, in your honest opinion. Yeah. And my my best response is, hopefully, eventually. A lot of people <laughs> lack patience. Patience is a virtue for a reason. They say, oh, well, it's been three years and nothing's ever happened. Three years is a blip of time in how long these people have controlled everything. It's a, it's a short, short time in the amount of time that Trump has been president. So you can't be a critic and say, oh, the story's done and nothing happened. You can't do that. Um, in my opinion, we're at the very beginning of this story. 
I mean, three years is three quarters of a mandate. You can't just say that's a blip in Trump's presidency. That's we're kind that's of most of we're it. heading there. This is this is as bad as Obama. You're like, fuck, he's going to do something. Right. right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Hillary's going to hang. Right. We're going to get health insurance. Right. Right. Before we're going to close Gitmo. Right. Yeah. Before uh, Castro becomes president. I feel. Yeah. I feel like when some, we're, someone says when something is going to happen and they say, hopefully eventually that is code for never yeah, yeah. that's a, it's very yeah. honest of him to say like i'm so glad that he didn't be like he wasn't like mark your calendars for tuesday november 9th he says uh that's why patience is a virtue because nothing q says ever comes to pass <laughs> that's why it's a virtue he sounds so much like his tweets yeah. like he really you yeah, can absolutely. he just He's kind of a live version of his yeah. Twitter, which is, you know, yeah. it's banging. I love it's it. It's great. Yeah, I love it, actually. Stoked. Yeah, he thinks on his feet. This is why he took the live cue. Yeah, right. He's just he's just a live version of his Twitter feed. He's also well built and pretty handsome. He's thicker than I thought. Like his his photos make him look kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, but, but then, he's he's got he's oh, got he's, more bulk to him, dude. We had we posted a photo of me with him or something or whatever it was. But there were fans in our fans in our fucking replies just being like, "Oh, I feel very conflicted. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a, a monster, snack. but he's a snack too." And oh, feelings. <laughs> uh, next up after Dylan, we got Dustin Nemos, and Dustin was. Uh, another one of the guys who was responsible for the Q book. All right, we have a QAnon expert, entrepreneur, and another co-author of the number one bestseller, QAnon, and an invitation to the Great Awakening. He is one of the most prominent voices in the truth movement today, a free speech advocate, a heavily censored citizen journalist, and founder of the StopBitBurning.com, legal campaign against censorship. Please welcome my friend, Dustin Nemos. The best part is that they all wrote those intros themselves. So they're really just a, a, a perfect window into the psyche of each one of these speakers. The whole digital censorship thing was a really common theme. Now, the first thing that Dustin Nemos did was share a voicemail he claims he received of of, of a recording of the planes hitting the Twin Towers. Anyway, I want to share something with you guys, and it may scare some of the kids. It's a voicemail that I was on my phone. And at one point, I had about 100 of these come in per minute. Uh, it was right after talking about Sue and Google. So here's what happened. 100 phone calls per minute leaving this. But the Q people are the violent ones, right, Will? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, this actually, if, if it, I mean, it clearly didn't happen in the frequency that he claims. But if it yeah. happened at all, it would have been a James Brower uh, style op on the Q people. Because this is exactly the kind of shit that MAGA people love to fucking just, just they're just shameless. But uh, that that it, that could be the case because they've been running ops against these guys for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was a really weird moment because it wasn't any context. He didn't he didn't introduce it. He didn't explain no. what exactly what this recording no. was. We had to. I'm still kind of confused. Like, yeah, what, it was. What's it, the deal? So it was a weird moment. It was unexplainable. It was like very chilled silence in the audience. Like, what the what the fuck are you saying exactly? Of course, yeah. In Dustin Nemos's speech, like there wasn't the others. There was a lot of calling out of uh, Will Sommer. Just be aware, there's like a couple of fake news folks out here, like Mother Jones and a couple of others, Will Sommer's here. Be nice, be nice. Like they have an opinion. It's not worth much, but they have one. 
It's true though. Will's, Will's opinion is not worth much. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there was some entertaining of the mind-bogglingly absurd conspiracy theory that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is secretly dead. And as far as I heard people asking about when justice is coming, look, we've almost stacked the courts now with constitutional, you know, conservative judges that will respect law and they won't try to create law from the bench. Uh, exactly. I mean, Ruth, where is Ruth? So, yeah, I don't believe any of those videos where like one day she's a little bit sickly and then the next day her throat's twice as thick. It was a very weird video, right? Didn't make any sense at all. And that's often that's the stuff that we have to do. It's almost as though the deep state's incompetent at this point. Like they're not that good at it anymore. They're not sending their best. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's, it's one of those things where uh, I really got the sense of like how, you know, how little they they needed to believe the, the the crazy things that they believe. I saw a video. It was a little weird. Therefore, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is secretly dead. Not that she's been photographed in public in many yeah. times. Not She's written several opinions. She is. It's like, well, I saw a weird video and her neck seemed off. Therefore, she's dead. It's nuts. Nemos has the same energy that I have at a party when I'm like really depressed and I'm like, fine, I should go out and still do the party. And I just like, <laughs> I'm just kind of angry. The stuff I'm bringing up doesn't really like match the conversation. Yeah. Like, just like, and everyone's like, oh, just he had such awkward energy, very little charisma. He was, it was like, he, Nemos showed no enthusiasm. Like, yeah. it showed like interest, but it's like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't irritation either. It was yeah. like, he was just sort of like, flat do you do you guys think that for for any of these guys like because this is very different when they when they post a video on youtube it's you know ten thousand views fifteen thousand views or whatever and it's like oh and all the comments like oh my god keep fighting for truth and they're like yeah i'm doing this thing Mm -hmm. but when they get up on this like rinky dink stage with like you know 60 to 70 people that are kind of like yay yay it's hard yeah like i wonder for them if there's a little piece a little piece deep down inside that goes like what the fuck am I doing? Like, it's one thing when you got like money coming in through your PayPal or your Patreon or whatever. Yeah. And you got your views and your, you know, your YouTube views and you're on Twitter and you got all these followers and the conversation. But when you're out in the real world and it's yeah. just like a, a, an older guy with his uh, shirt off, uh, you know, sitting like under an umbrella with like a with like Q written on a piece of crumpled computer paper and like you know uh you know there's there's uh, a podcast uh, that has infiltrated your entire (laughs) thing and is secretly recording you to like make fun of you later um in an episode like if they look out into the in the crowd and they're like oh it's like a twitter comedian doing his first open mic and realizing that stand-up is very different than writing jokes for twitter yeah um but he's also like a lot of these guys like him sather like they're it nerds they're not they don't have like natural charisma they're people who were always relatively awkward and not very good at making friends and they found this amazing niche online but being put in person it's much more difficult. And also, uh, you know, point of order, he was wearing shorts uh, and ankle socks and his shoes were those like patent leather Irish things with the the, the crossover strap and it was fucking destroying my brain. <laughs> I didn't know how to take it. It looked so awkward. Were the shorts... Um did they have cargo pockets on Kind them? of, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were cargo-ish. And then he had like a white kind of like sleeveless dress shirt. How many co- pairs of cargo shorts would you guys say were in the audience oh, that day? Millions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most people were wearing at least 18 cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not that there's anything wrong. I mean, you know, that's unprecedented storage. In so, some of us have cargo to carry, so we have to stow <laughs> it away in the giant pockets that puff out on the side like <laughs> we're wearing pantaloons like some sort of old <laughs> fucking pirate. When I was in when I was in junior high, I wanted those so bad, but I only wanted the Abercrombie ones because the the pockets were especially puffy mm. and they made you look a little bit more important, you know, as oh, opposed yes. to having those kind of like absolutely as opposed to having like the thin like the thin old navy cargo shorts pockets, which were like yeah. not they looked a little bit more poor. The only reason to wear a cargo shorts is if you need to carry around um, marijuana paraphernalia and it's it's warm outside. That's it. That's the only fucking reason. If you need to stow your 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 glass in your, one side yeah, and your, your bag of pop and your bag of pot in the other, that's that's it. That's the only good excuse. Uh, dude, I got, don't worry. I brought my bubbler. <laughs> my my chillum. Yeah, my oh, oh, dude, I got two chillums in there. Let's match bowls. I fucking I have a one hitter, a chillum, a pipe. Oh shit, you got weed too. Oh, let's match. Next to the stage was Gene Ho. Now, he served as the official photographer uh, of Donald Trump during the 2016 campaign. He later wrote a pro-Trump book. Now, both of his children were in the audience alongside his wife. Gene went on extensively about his close relationship with Fox News contributors Diamond and Silk. No one really seemed to give a shit about that. He then talked about how the cabal was drinking children's blood, which people really enjoyed. But at the time, I was off taking a piss against a tree, paranoid that I'd be arrested in front of the Washington Monument for public lewdness or something like that. Anyways, as I returned, Gene was still going strong. Hugh has mentioned blood 17 times in his post. You could check it out later. This whole thing of what we're doing is all about blood. Hugh says constantly, you check the bloodlines. We know they've been misusing blood with their adrenochrome and all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. But ultimately, ultimately, what this is about, it's about blood, and it's about blood from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you can't hear that, this is someone goes, hallelujah. <laughs> and like, you can, this guy, for me, had the best crowd reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very short speech, hit all the notes, he hit the, the real QAnon shit, adrenochrome, bloodlines. You're absolutely right. Q said... Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, he'd read the crowd. He knew what they wanted. He wanted, he, and he served them up some good old red meat. Um, you know, it was, it was really interesting to see the kind of like the disconnect between like the QAnon followers, like we talked about and they talked about just the wildest, most insane shit. And like, like, and like, you know, the elites uh, extracting the blood of children to stay young forever. Um, and where, whereas the speakers, they were, relatively tame and so yeah. like one of these speakers they talked about adrenochrome and shit they were like oh yeah finally someone's talking about it like the they real got, like, shit the real shit they got hyped yeah yeah exactly he then like every speaker spent a good amount of time saying that the mainstream media was the actual enemy and this quickly veered into 9-11 don't you think that we didn't forget about 9-11 we didn't forget about 9-11 and we knew for all of us knew from a long time ago we know about Building 7, we know about all this stuff. We know about the adrenochrome, we know about this stuff, and it's not a conspiracy. It's you Illuminati bitches that has taken America and took it. You saw all this stuff. You know what these symbolisms mean in, a, in Washington, D.C. We know it's filled with that. But don't you dare, MSN, call me a conspiracy theory. Are you a conspiracy theorist? 
You guys are the losers in your mama's basement. So this was the kind of energy oh, he was yeah, gonna boy. He killed it. He it's killed a little it. projection there. I he see. slayed the audience. I love that he called them Illuminati bitches. And then he also called earlier, he called them um, MSM bitches as well. <laughs> yeah. He had both his kids in the audience and he was probably <laughs> the only one who swore. He then finished his speech with a mic drop. It was honestly maybe the best speech of the entire rally in terms of pleasing the audience. It was high energy and it was to the point. It also bummed out Jordan Sather to no end <laughs> because he had to follow this guy with his really slow droning on about garbage nobody cared about. In fact, uh, when Jordan Sather went up, the organizer rattled through the Boy King's extensive bio, which she mentioned having to cut down, inadvertently owning Jordan before he even took to the stage. He would further be owned by the mic cutting out constantly during the entirety of his speech. <laughs> One thing that struck me about Jordan was how incapable he was at reading the crowd. The sun was baking these people into a tired frenzy. They wanted one-liners. They wanted cueisms. They wanted sanguinary call and response. Instead, this is what they got. My particular initial stage of awakening occurred back in 2011. It was really during the Occupy Wall Street phase, watching the protesters get sprayed in the face with mace while they're peacefully protesting on the ground. That really hit me deeply in, uh, in my heart. And not just that, but I ended up getting a job at a local health food store there in the Seattle area uh, where I live. And at this health food store, I started coming across information that blew my mind. Occupy Wall Street health food store, Seattle. Not a lot of common ground there for Trump-loving Christian evangelists fighting liberal pedophiles. The crowd was mute, distracted, confused. Jordan pressed on. <laughs> Why are these big banking families propping up the AMA, propping up this allopathic health system and completely destroying naturopathy, completely destroying herbalism, completely destroying chiropractic? Right? So I started getting into those red pills, going down those rabbit holes. QAnon mamas blinked and blinked. Sweaty MAGA chuds adjusted their caps. Then, finally, in his diatribe against bankers, Jordan accidentally struck a chord. What the, who the heck are the Rothschilds? Right? And... <laughs> finally a name the crowd recognized. A single man's enthusiasm to guide the way. The crowd wanted to love him. He garnered a few more hoots and howls about Nikola Tesla after awkwardly dissing fossil fuels. Because these oil baron families, they make a lot of money off fossil fuels. A lot of money. We're talking multi-trillions of dollars off of oil, gas, and coal. Okay? I became very interested in Nikola Tesla, Tesla's work, and many other individuals who were actually, yes, studying these, what we could call zero-point energy technologies or free energy technology, for lack of a better term. Anti-gravity, if you want to call it that. I like to call it electrogravitics. That's a little more technical. Electrogravitics. These technologies were being studied in the 1930s and 40s. We're talking technologies that could rid our dependence on fossil fuels, period. You wouldn't have to pay an electric bill anymore. How would that feel, right? You wouldn't have to put gas in your car anymore. These planes, these, you know, rocket-propelled pressure tubes that we all took to get here, right? Many of us did. We wouldn't need those anymore. We could have saucers or triangle-shaped craft that literally just use electricity to <laughs> levitate and skirt across space and time. So this blew my mind. Holy crap. Jordan's life path was then laid out for us. The health store, 
a chiropractor's office, a stint as a personal trainer and strength coach, the quote, dark night of the soul, being ostracized by friends and family, before he finally launched his channel and found a new enemy, the tech companies and their censorship. What were they censoring? The truth about vaccines, cancer remedies, the Podesta emails. Jordan was careful not to do any pizzagating or even mention pedophilia, a real missed opportunity there. Then, finally, he started actually getting into QAnon. The Rothschilds came up again. George Soros, unaccounted Pentagon money under the Bush administration. Quote, our money, screamed a woman in the crowd. She <laughs> was not wrong. Then Jordan went full QAnon hipster and revealed his real reasons for becoming a QAnon influencer. All these topics were being discussed in the very first few weeks of Q's drops, and that's what really made me resonate with it. I'm like, okay, this these guys have some sort of information. And I had come across the idea of, say, a group of patriots or a group of white hats within the military industrial con complex trying to take down the deep state. I came across this idea probably back in 2011 or 12. So I had been familiar with the concept for a while. So that's what predisposed me to understanding this. Very helpful. I sure of this, but I was probably the first person on YouTube, really the first person with a following on YouTube to get that information out there. And I was getting, man, it blew my mind, the kind of engagement I was getting talking about Q. That's, I mean, this is like what, what stimulates the metrics. Like yeah. I did this, I got good metrics. I did so it I first. I knew about this in 2011, okay? <laughs> you idiots had to wait for the 2017 November Q drops, which is when Q started. But I was up in this like six years ago, okay? That's why I'm up here talking and you're down there in the pit like the piglets you are. Just yeah. rolling around in hot, the mud. Hot in itchy t-shirts. If I could reach you with my piss stream, I would do it. So Jordan then mentioned uh, with some animosity that his YouTube channel was terminated twice in 2018. <laughs> the first in the aftermath of the Parkland shooting. Jordan then proceeded to jump from the July 2018 Tampa rally, which mainstreamed QAnon, to the current day, all in a matter of seconds. Not much of an in-depth analysis, but Jordan quickly soothed the audience with a rousing globalist pitch. We saw what was the Tampa Bay rally. Some of these Q signs were held up, and then all across the mainstream media, they all got their talking points in the news wires, and we saw the same damn headline on every mainstream outlet with the same damn talking points. It's just, you know, same shit, different day when it comes to the mainstream media. They're really not creative, really not creative at all. And then towards 2019, here we are, the censorship had to step up. Of course, we had uh, instances in El Paso, Texas and elsewhere where they claim that a manifesto was posted on 8chan by these shooters, but I've seen no proof. Reports say, reports say, reports can say anything. <laughs> These fake news journalists can report whatever they want. Doesn't mean it happened. We need the evidence. So 8chan unfortunately got taken down, and now we've been somewhat in a, um, you know, cueless stint for a little while. But I think that is soon going to come to an end. We are about to go through some things, not just as a, as a country, but as a world. You know, where we go on we go all is worldwide. We're talking about a civilization-defining moment that we are at right now, and we're going to start seeing unfold, and this is going to bring so many dark truths up. 
aren't they anti-globalists? Like, yep, yep. Jordan does just does not understand what these people care about, which is America. God damn it, it's fucking about America. Yeah, yeah. he's probably like, I'm bigger than that. Like, uh, yeah. Like, How's the rally, Jordan? He's like, ah, it was okay. Uh, I just, I, I think you know, you know, some of the base level Q. I mean, they don't really understand, you know, what I'm trying to do. He and, spent uh, more time on free energy, electrogravitics, and fucking herbalism than he did going from the Tampa rally to present day. He did that in 15 seconds. Yep. That was his entire coverage of QAnon, basically. It was like, yeah, there was stuff. I was there first, by the way. I knew all about this shit six or seven years ago. And then it went mainstream. And then, uh, hello, today. What's up today? Yes, uh, more censorship. That sucks. I hate censorship. And also, it's about the entire world. Everyone's like, what? Wait. I thought this was America. No, this is America, yeah, dude. No. I don't want to unite uh, with no, it kind of three other things: countries. America, Adrenochrome, and hanging Hillary Clinton. You yeah, can hit exactly. those topics, you, you'll, you'll get a good reaction. Exactly. Well, Jordan finished up with Oprah-like panache. There's a lot of we could say LARPers, fakers. Of course, a lot of fake news reported in the mainstream media. A lot of controlled opposition in the alternative media. You know, they're all trying to vie for your attention. They're trying to get your attention and and get their narratives out there. So you have to really hone your discernment, but also learn how to process that trauma, learn how to go through that dark night of the soul and really connect. Connection is incredible. It's an incredible healer. We're all here connecting at this event. We connect with each other online when we're, t when we're watching videos and following the Twitter feeds and, and talking to each other on the internet. But, you know, in-person connection is even, even a deeper level and even more healing and more beneficial for the human spirit. So uh, by the end, I guess the QAnon mamas were a little bit on board, but it's mo it felt like mostly out of pity because he just had stumbled his way through this incredibly long speech talking about processing trauma. The fuck? You're talking to QAnon fans. They don't care about the dark night of the soul, my friend. They yeah. don't care about health. They're not. I mean, although they actually did. It turns out that there was a bunch of like middle-aged ladies who really connected with that side of things because... After this came the Q&A. It was very long. The mic kept cutting out constantly. Yeah. It was boring. Uh, but this question was something very, very special. When you talk about naturopathy and like there's certain, this is like really loud, certain like illnesses that uh, mainstream doctors won't really acknowledge even exist. And uh, I noticed like I had a, an intestinal parasite thing and I found uh, that they won't, they don't really talk about it. They think everybody that says that kind of thing is crazy. And I found this really interesting um, cure to it is turpentine and sugar. Yeah, and after that, um, you know, I found it a lot easier to eat healthy and everything, mm -hmm. you know. But do you know anything about that? Is that like another way that they find, like, I don't know, is there any kind of basis to that being a way that they control people? Now, most human beings would advise against drinking turpentine, but not Jordan. He launched into a long spiel about the failings of modern medicine, including this jewel. When it comes to identifying the cause of dysfunction in the body, you got to go down a laundry list. There's hundreds of things that you have to take into account. You know, your diet, your environment, your stress levels, what you're putting not just in your mouth, but on your skin as well as getting absorbed. And, you know, are you getting vaccinated? Are you drinking fluoridated water? All these different things. So if you notice there at the end, he throws in anti-vax and the classic fluoride in the water Alex Jones line. 
but his mic was getting a lot of deep state interference. And having not addressed the turpentine at all, Jordan finished up by decrying the, quote, ignorance that all these PhDs have, whether it's the physicists, the medical doctors, they're just not taught the truth and they're not taught how to connect the dots. So I hope that helps. <laughs> the woman seemed satisfied. <laughs> But Jordan's anti-vax nods prompted another woman to speak up. Yeah, as far as the vaccines go, I knew like 20 years ago, 23 years ago, I got warned by a chiropractor, came to my house, asked what I was going to do with that vaccines. And my son was three weeks early and it was two days after he was born. So he wouldn't have even been born yet. And they wanted to give him a hep B shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a a disease like, that's spread by like dirty sexually needles, Sexually right? transmitted also. I'm yeah. like, well, you better hurry up. He'll be sexually, trans you know, sexually active any day now. She didn't like me very much after that. So anyway, um, I didn't vaccinate. I read all I could get my hands about it. Barbara Lowe Fisher's book, A Shot in the Dark. Yep. This was before the internet. I had to go to the library and it was very hard to get unbiased government, you know, non-government information because mm -hmm. all the government propaganda said, oh, they're safe, everything's fine. And so um, my, my son is probably um, you know, Asperger's syndrome and would have been full-blown autism if I had vaccinated. I had to fight everybody in my family and stand firm and I didn't do it and that was 23 right. years ago and I'm so glad and grateful for you for bringing some light and some truth to this subject thank you because it was a long hard fight and uh was there a question or you just wanted to make that statement no the question okay. is will you invite Judy Mikovits or have you invited her yes yeah, so to I her? have talked to Judy Mikovits before I would love to interview her I'm trying um I went to I'm involved in the natural health and the vaccine truth community I went to a conference just a few months ago out in Chicago. And that's where I met Judy Mikovits. So most definitely, I mean, this is a pressing issue. This is an incredibly pressing issue and it's really a bipartisan issue. You know, you notice that anti-vaxxers are one of the most attacked people in the fake news media. So he just heard a woman say that her son who has Asperger's, which is a form of autism, if I'm not wrong, would have gotten full-blown autism if she had allowed anyone to vaccinate that the son and that she fought her family and got into a huge conflict with her family to try to achieve that. And instead of feeling, you know, that this woman with her quavering voice was- yeah, Her voice, she clearly sounds like she's about she's to cry. She's about to cry. And his, was, is there a question there? So is there a question or um, are you just gonna cry? Just yeah. a heartless dirtbag, a, a total piece of shit. Yeah, it doesn't listen. This is there were there was a handful of moments where you just your heart sank because of what was being said by either the people in the audience or the people on stage. And yeah, it was it was really, really, really less kind of less fun than I thought it would be because of these sort of like these heartbreaking instances. Well, because you see the victims. Yeah, yeah. You see the victims and then you see the ringleaders not give a fuck. Like you you see the ringleaders just like feed them more yeah more yeah, bullshit more slop yeah you know? push them further down the rabbit hole because that's where that was gets them to give you more you know views and money but yeah excited to to, to be like yeah I, i'm gonna have her on my show and you can't just go back and go i'm, I'm really sorry for what you went through yeah, that sounds very yeah. painful like nothing Sympathy. you can't it you was, need it to be about you. You need it to be about your show. It was all about, yeah, it's earlier questions like all about how he got red pilled when no one gave a shit. You know, it was like, it was like, he was like, a, Jordan Sather talked a lot about Jordan Sather. We have heard that he is very arrogant. So, so the edge of wonder went up next. Now, th this is uh, a duo, two of the most boring guys ever. 
Uh, I went to their website actually because uh, I just wanted to check out like what their shtick was. They're highly produced, lots of good um, graphic design, obviously not tasteful, but very well done. Uh, and they dress up like in like Lord of the Rings shit. Like they do like full cosplay and stuff for some of their for some of their videos. So they put in work, but you know, they're entertainers, which is clear. Of course, very dangerous entertainers. Um, they were somehow even more tone deaf th- to the low hanging QAnon fruit than Jordan. No catchphrases, no call and response. These conspiracy theory centrists basically just yacked about their channel, metrics, big tech censorship. <laughs> they claimed Canada was communist. They humble bragged about being mentioned on Rachel Maddow. It was only later that I realized why they were so incapable of dangling any red meat in front of the audience. Their entire speech in Q&A was actually geared towards their paying video audience. In fact, the video of them speaking is now up on their website behind a paywall. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, I do take solace in knowing that their video cover features me at the center of the group, grinning like a buffoon in my We Are Q t-shirt. Um... Oh, and one of the two guys had a hole in the crotch of his pants. <laughs> yeah, the Tom Zone Chaos POTUS on Twitter asked uh, that I really that I mention this because it was an important <laughs> aspect, uh, or it, it was him or, or Han- Hannah Gase. Um, either way, the hole got larger as the speech droned on. <laughs> now. I don't care about these guys' speech; it's fucking boring. But I've picked an excerpt that perfectly captures who they are when we first started the channel we weren't really planning on going in this direction necessarily it just what happened was you know we started getting really interested in all the q stuff and we're like hey we should just make a video on q because you know no one's really talking about it at the time literally the week that we were going to publish the video two days before that that was when the news report in fox news where somebody was holding the q sign up and like all the media all of a sudden just started talking about q and we were we kind of freaked out because you know we, we haven't really gone in this direction and we had like a 3 hour conversation whether we should publish this video or not because we're we were just like oh my gosh you know it just happened to be the same week that we we're going to publish this video that everyone's talking about it we finally decided to publish it and it just like went viral instantly and we were just shocked actually because i, I didn't really think it was going to have that much effect and it really did and you know, then it went on all the forums and uh, the Great Awakening on Reddit before it got shut down. And, and we, we just, it was just like, wow, you know? And so many people were coming to us then and sending us messages, sending us prayers. It was just actually really overwhelming. Like when I would meditate, actually, I would feel this and actually start crying because I could feel that people were sending us these prayers and these energy. And it was very, uh, it was just very powerful and very emotional at the same time. Really hard to put into words. Yeah, for sure. So if you notice there, what they did was uh, it went big on Fox. We had already prepared a video because nobody was talking about it. We had a three-hour struggle session. And so two days after this thing went big on Fox, we published a video, which we, you know, didn't know if we should put out because what? Because it went big on Fox. And then it was viral. Now, what do you think he's trying to cover up here? I, I, I don't know. I he thought... saw a trend. It was on Fox. They made a video. Oh. They put it out. Oh, okay. okay yeah, but yeah. he wants to seem like he was going to cover it before that video had come out of anyways. Course. Of course. Yeah. If you're if you're an indie media guy and you admit that you're trailing the MSM. You're glomming on to a big thing that has nothing to do with your topic so far. Yeah. Yeah. They sort of you're admitting that uh, that that you're kind of useless. 
And so, but yeah, it's all those big things like, oh, we saw it before. We were ahead of the trend 100%. Even though it looks like we published a video two days after it went big. Yeah, right. So just but, be clear. Uh, just yeah, be clear. We weren't just trying to get metrics, but we were blown away by the metrics. I cried when I was meditating. They all talked about <laughs> metrics. <laughs> they want followers and views, followers and views. Yeah. Metrics, metrics, metrics. In their Q&A, a woman in the audience uh, threw them a softball. She asked them, does supporting Q make you less patriotic? Now, any dumbass could answer that. No, it makes you more patriotic. But instead of just saying that and getting applause, one of the guys condescendingly said, that's a confusing question in and of itself. Now, the other one then tried to smooth things over and they ended up spending agonizing minutes bumbling about the mainstream media and the recent FBI memo about the conspiracy-driven extremism. But the condescending guy took control again uh, by saying that Q had, quote, nothing to do with being patriotic. Wrong answer. After what felt like an interminable Q&A session, the event ended with a group photo during which people broke out into a USA! 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 They taunted the fake news media and right-wing watch, Jared presumably, to take a picture of them too. What they didn't realize is that directly above the fake news media they hated so much in the floodlights designed to illuminate the monument at night were FBI agents surveilling their event. Disguised as repairmen, they had been present the entire time, accompanied by two unmarked white vans hidden wait, wait. in plain sight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was that was surprising. When I first saw the vans roll up and then like the, the repair guys, unmarked vans, by the way, totally white. And then uh, I, I, I saw them I was like, oh, damn, they're getting in my shot. I was like, why? Why? Why are they repairing this 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 light right now during the rally? This is an inconvenient time. I thought to myself naively. You know, what's so funny is you, I, when you guys were sending me pictures uh, from the thing, I remember thinking like, Oh, there are like workmen in the background, like on this shit. I was like, I wonder what they think of all of this. Like they were sent to like work on some whatever, like work on some structure. And there are all these like crazy people being like, ah, oh, Hillary drinks the blood. Ah. But yeah. you guys think they were FBI? Uh, they had a telephoto lens and they were there the whole time and they thought that it could be up to 2000 people gathering. So, yeah, yeah I, guess I mean, that makes sense. But it did. Yeah, it was very bare. They were actually they were very, very close to the stage and yet they were still like beyond the crowd because the crowd was so small um and yeah in retrospect they were fbi but nobody not us not the the journalists uh, it took uh it took a friend of ours who's engaged in another creative thing about q to point these guys out and the fact that they had a telephoto lens up there which you know most repairmen don't have really have <laughs> not How to they conceal the, a telephoto lens well they didn't uh, they were they just, could give a shit. Yeah. They were just like up on top. I mean, definitely just, documenting both of you for sure. Yeah. Obviously, keeping track of us, pinging yeah. our phones. They, pinging our yeah, phones. they yeah. pinged everybody. They yeah. want to know. Well, apologies to my uh, brother's wife who is running the family account that I'm attached to. <laughs> she, she's going to get mo. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I wonder what kind of I wonder what that's like getting that FBI assignment to be like, oh, yeah, these Q people are showing up and doing a rally. So you guys are yeah. you guys are on Q duty. That's like or being otherwise sent to known the, as yeah. cutie. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's like being sent to the basement. You know, it's like you're going to be you're going to be filing papers in the basement right. because you fucking pissed off the police. Chief. You're like, come on, boss. It's fucking 100 degrees out. What the hell? You're going to make me sit on a lawn. They're like, eh, sorry, Charlie, this is what you got to do. <laughs> so the organizers, uh, at, you know, as the event kind of unwound, 
sound unwisely turned the mic over to the crowd, which led to a boomer preacher launching into a full-blown evangelical sermon. He was whisked off stage about 10 minutes in after the organizers realized he wasn't going to stop. Yeah, he was just reading from the Old Testament, just drawing on. He was just pulled off like yeah. old vaudeville style with a cane. His little hat fucking floated in the How sky, do they pull him spinning. Off? How do they pull him off? How do they pull him off? They just kind of went okay, up and they're like, hey, yeah, can you do this on yeah. the side? You know, and, yeah, and he was like, oh, yeah, I, have to, I have to read this until the end. Yeah, and that yeah, was the last words he had on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's 800 more pages of content to get through. Because Jordan was so aloof, Travis and I were kind of worried that he'd already taken off. Uh, we, we had not come this far to leave without a fucking photo. But after the preacher was pulled off stage, Jordan was actually still there, being swamped by a motley crew of attendees waiting to trade ideas about free energy and take some photos with him as well. So we butted in and took our shot, knowing that we only had about 60 seconds to make him as paranoid as possible. We get a photo? Yeah, totally, man. Here, I'll take one of you guys. <laughs> Good, both of our faces are red and sweaty. Yeah, exactly. Here, let's switch off. Oh man, we're huge fans, dude. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I can hear the crinkling of his you know about weed bag. Show called Trevor View. He's always like Travis View. Is he here today? I'd, I wish. I saw Right Wing Watch. I saw the Daily Beast and all them. Yeah, but I don't think okay, he's here today. We'll talk again, though. <laughs> what do you have okay, to say to him? Nice Travis View? Yeah. Oh, you're recording. You gotta you tell people when you're recording. Um, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop your fake news, bro. That's all I got. Thanks a lot, man. You with Washington Post? No. No. Thank you. are you with? I'm, I'm not with anyone. We're gonna start a, a channel. Oh, cool. What channel? We're here to see Dylan and you. Badass. Yeah. Well, it'll be called QAnon America. Nice. Yeah. Stop bit burning like that. Yeah, man, Travis View is a huh, interesting character. He's like the one of the worst shills I've seen. <laughs> He's an interesting character. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming totally, and talking man. today, man. Thanks. Jordan, here. He's going to talk to you about Space Force. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> God, oh, I haven't laughed that aggressively in a long time. I hurt myself, I think. Uh, 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 Jordan, I want to talk to you about Space Force. Jordan, yeah, no, these fucking Yeah, get these fucking get these. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I'm so happy you got that. Oh, oh, so good. Oh, he was on to you right away, though. Oh, he was, of course yeah. he was. I went up and he said, uh, what do you think about this shill Trevor View? I tried, yeah. Immediately corrected me to Travis View. He knows who you are, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, what are, you, what are you with, Washington Post? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 man. I'm just, I'm just here. I'm, I'm, just, with, uh, I'm with nobody. I'm with Q. Yeah. yeah. Well, well yeah. he didn't buy it, but no. of course he didn't. He's not a dummy. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I mean, smarter than I gave him credit for. Like I said, yeah, we had a minute. I was like, fuck it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it was the end of the fucking whole thing. I was yeah, like, you I were like, let me, get, let me get yeah. a fucking had dope a crowd around up. We got, we got a second. We, let's see if we can get yeah. something to say something. But no, no. He was like, oh, oh something's up. Something's Stop up. Stop your fake yeah. news, Travis. Yeah. Stop your fake news. I know. I noticed that the only thing he was said, like, oh, he's an interesting character. Very, very. Because he knew he was being recorded. Yeah, he was being recorded. So he muted himself a little. Bit. Yeah, you gotta tell. He you gotta tell say, somebody when you're recording them, bro. He couldn't say that he wanted you supine upon a table to butter you up. He couldn't, frankly, right. speak of his feelings for you. And <laughs> which is which is interesting. Why would he not? Be, why would he not uh, be like? He's like, oh well, if I'm uh, if I'm on if I'm on the record, 
talking bad about Travis. Like, what was he worried about? Like, what what are you going to do? Yeah, he I was know. worried that someone knew something he didn't know in that moment. Right. Yes. He wants, yeah. So it, he wants total control all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. He yeah. was being recorded. Someone was asking about one of, one of, was one of his biggest trolls. Yeah. So he clammed up. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also, during his speech, you'll notice that he said, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of different people vying for your attention. Some of them are LARPers. Some of them are fake news media. He is trying to eliminate the competition. Yes, absolutely. So that he's the voice you come to for truth. For Q, yeah. He is 100% a grifter. He knows he's in a field of grifters. And yeah. he knows he's fighting for eyeballs and ears. Yeah. So that is his approach, I yeah. think. Yeah. If there's how no does, profit in it for him, he doesn't care. How does he make his money? Like, is it? does he have a Patreon? Or is it, uh, is it book sales? Is it crystals? What is it? Um, like what's his like what is his his monetary his like financial yeah i'm not sure do we even do we cover that in our episode i think we I might know have. i know that he does uh uh sort of live events like uh cruises and mm, stuff yeah which which is actually good money i know those comic-con guys get like you know 15k in cash to show up at the speaking events i'm sure it's not like that with this yet but jordan sather has a store he has a liquid called conscious strength okay. uh, he has cbd isolates he has uh -huh. hemp oil he has crystals okay orgones a q coin a space force t-shirt got it uh, he also has a part of his website where you can go and support him which brings you to his paypal and his patreon uh, now let's go take a look at his Patreon to yeah. get jealous and sad. Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan. You only have 691 patrons. That's mm, about half of what we have. I mean, not, <laughs> not to be petty about it, but <laughs> Trevor View is making that good cash. I mean, just kidding. We're split three ways, so he's actually ahead of us. <laughs> and also, we probably make a lot less of a good margin on our merch. His seems to literally be brewed up in his own basement. Mm, yeah, very interesting. I'm surprised that that didn't happen more where people were like suspicious of you guys with the recorder and all that no, stuff. No. Like, because you know, everyone's making content. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, yeah, it was everyone was really more good natured. Yeah, he was the only one that had kind of like an edge and wariness about him honestly right. yeah well none of us we didn't mention travis view to anyone else i think that would have made anybody paranoid like yeah. if, if i had said say hello to the QAnon anonymous podcast or something like that i mean there yeah. might have been a bit more scrutiny from dylan yeah. doubtful because i yeah. think he's a bit thick but Doubt yeah. i would think you even recognize it, and honestly. i mean thick with two c's baby even though see i i'm under the impression that these guys have a google alert for their names so that he, when we publish shit about them they know about us like yeah. I, I have a feeling that they the, for in my head like we're on their radar just because we are we have enough of a of an audience mm -hmm. that making fun of them could do you know some some damage maybe well it's yeah. not just that there's no dialogue between me and education for libs we posted uh, yeah. maybe a single twitter post when we were a very small account linking to literally our fourth premium episode. This was a long time yeah. ago. I never addressed him or tried to kind of like quote tweet him over and over and tag him. Yeah. Travis has actively engaged Jordan Sather, called right. him a liar, called him a crook, yeah, and all kinds right. of stuff. So he has, yeah, he's uh, Jordan Sather has also gotten angry at me in videos when I'm like, when I'm like cited as an expert and he's like, oh, he's not an expert. He's a yeah. troll. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Whereas he, Dylan he doesn't care. D Dylan doesn't care. He doesn't pay attention. He doesn't read the mainstream media at all. Yeah. Uh, Sather does. He reads everybody. He reads the comments. Yeah. Sather is your classic narcissistic, yeah. insecure guy. Yeah. 
I would I would be so curious to run into him at like a a party or whatever. You know, you sometimes you like run into somebody you're like on a balcony smoking a cigarette or your jewel or whatever. And you're like, and you just, there's somebody else out there hanging. You kind of kick up a conversation, like what they do. Like I, I would love to, I would love to engage with him in a situation where he feels completely at ease. Yeah, just to yeah. see like what's going on there because like he's on his own CBD. Right. Yeah, like beer and a half in. But, yeah, just yeah. very, yeah. very curious. Well, I don't know. Most of the beers he'd have to be like a, on a hemp beer and a half. Right. Yeah, naturopathic. Yeah, most of these people don't don't strike me as like big drinkers. Well, uh, Dylan did say like you know, I cracked a six pack. Well, maybe it was a twenty four pack. Like he's a bro. Like he parties. Yeah, he's a bro. He, he parties. He hits the he hits a bong. Like he parties. Yeah. Dylan seems like the most easily hang out with a bull. Yeah. One of them. hundred percent. Like, yeah. that's right. You like, know? even if you were, even he, if you were you like, would, you would be one of the good Jews to him. Yeah. Even if I was like, yeah, I run, I work on this podcast and like we, you know, we analyze all you guys and all this stuff. He'd be like, oh, well, I mean, I disagree, but uh, that doesn't mean that the two of us can't hang together and share a beer or whatever, you know? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? He like, doesn't really profoundly give a shit. Yeah. He has a big, big platform. He, um, he, he sort of, he sort of stumbled into his yeah. grift where I he feel like. He was about like, walk away and anti-liberal shit. I feel like Sather is, it's much more he's been working towards this oh you know yes. he yeah he wants to be jim mars like yeah. he wants to be these fucking big figures of like the disclosure like uh, you know yeah. kind of alternative thinking movements uh and such but sather and this is a little bit of information for uh the audience sather has a tattoo that says sather on the side of his back going vertically in old english lettering so that's the kind of guy sather is not an alien not nikola tesla he doesn't give a shit. It's about him. It's about Sather. It's about the brand. He was a fucking like personal trainer. He worked in a chiropractor's office. You know, he fucking, he woke up when he watched the fucking Occupy Wall Street movement. I mean, that's essentially a left-wing movement. Yeah. Yeah. Sather's just... He's a shapeshifter. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting to me that a lot of these like red pill moments are actually just like left they're like left leaning movements but the, they it's weird it's like they take they take the movement but then don't give the credit to the mm -hmm. to the the party that actually yeah. is starting it and instead attribute it to the people that are the the cause of the problem in in many ways it's so there's so much dissonance here it's it's tough my brain is constantly melting well, our brains were melting, too, when we uh, had to head out after a quick shower to the Trump Hotel uh, to meet up with a, a little group of uh, yeah. savvy QAnon lovers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the conference or after the sort of the rally, I was absolutely destroyed. I was like I was I was melting in the sun. So, yeah, first I had to like we went was swung by the uh, our Airbnb and got a shower. But uh, yeah, then we then we went to the, the Trump Hotel to sort of for the after party. And there we met the uh, organizer. In fact, that's a, that's the point at which we realized that, you know, really this specific woman who goes by Redshift reality was kind of the, the brain behind the whole operation. Well, I started schmoozing her a little bit and flattering her a little bit. And, you know, she was very touched by the fact that we came all the way from California for, for this thing that she organized. Of course. And, you know, one thing led to the other. I asked her, uh, I mean... What did you, how did you even get this permit? Did it, did it cost you money? And, and she said, no, no, it was free, you know, free speech and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. What do you, what did you tell them you were going to do? You know? And at that point she took out her phone 
and this is an exclusive. No journalists have acquired this document. She took out her phone and she showed me the permit that the government gave her, uh, the positive response, obviously, to her submission. And here is what the purpose was listed as. A group of unified Americans of all races and religions across the political spectrum exercising our First Amendment rights to speak out against the deep state and their involvement in human trafficking and efforts to cover up their crimes. Somebody, and in fact, I looked up who approved this. It is a park ranger who has, uh, he's in 2017, he was making 200% the average amount of money that a park ranger makes because it turns out when you're, you know, a park ranger for like the fucking squares of lawns around the, the Washington Monument, you make good money. Uh, and on the website, you can just see how much this guy's making. So he, uh, in 2017, was making about $140,000 a year. Oh and my he, God. He had, he had an increase in salary every single year. So I'm assuming it's even more now. Uh, but I'm assuming this person was like, okay, yeah, let's approve this and call the FBI. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, let's get some deep state. He, we're we're here to peacefully talk about the deep state and human trafficking. They're like approved. Let's get let's yeah, get let's surveillance go. on these people. Like let's good, go, let's go. Good, we've actually got them out from behind the computers in the flesh. Let's let's gauge what kind of a threat this really is. And something yeah. tells oh, me that the threat level was not much. Zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quite low. Um, during the same kind of hangout, uh, we had some great conversations uh, with the organizer as well as uh, QAnon Boomer. And uh, the, the line that I preferred of that conversation was, uh, yeah, every time we talk about Israel, people uh, say that we're anti-Semitic, but Israel isn't even that Semitic. To which I responded, yeah, Israel isn't even Jewish. No pushback. Nothing. <laughs> Just... Yep, <laughs> Just yeah. going along with it. Didn't matter. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, actually, did you know in Israel is the first recording fossil of what they believe was Puff the Magic Dragon uh, found in uh, 1974. And they'd be like, oh, well, I haven't heard that. I'm going to look. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to I'm going to bake that clue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very it's very open community. It's like yes. And yes. Yes. And anything, yeah. anything, the wilder, the better and the wilder, the more interested they are in you. It's 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 uh, actually kind of. Refreshing. Kind of, I, I, refreshing. I kind of yeah. get it. It's just, uh, it is freeing. Yeah. Yeah. These people around me in my life hold me to a rigorous intellectual <laughs> yeah, standard. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't just that lie to I... them, but that's bullshit. I should be able to I say whatever able the to... fuck I want, and you should just have to encourage me. Yeah. <laughs> freedom of speech is is not necessarily uh, the freedom to say whatever you want. It's, it's more of a freedom from facts and It's truth. a freedom to be it's, supported. It's a yeah. freedom to have a platform. It's a freedom to have hundreds of thousands of likes. Yeah. That's the freedom of speech. And if you don't have that, you're being censored. And that is a fact. Uh, the 60-year-old, 60-something-year-old, uh, you know, as we kind of wandered off, uh, being very satisfied that we had this PDF, which, by the way, she sent to my email address, qanonanonymous at gmail.com. Uh, so, uh, we, we were not looking to dox, you know, this person, that's not why we were interested in this. I just wanted to know what was listed in the permit and we got that. But as we wandered off, the 60 something year old ran after us and was like, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, do, do you, you boys have any pot? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Trying to score pot in the Trump hotel. It was. And, uh, what, and what was your response? 
oh, no, we didn't bring any with us. Well, we mentioned, like, well, it's legal in D.C. You could go into yeah. a dispensary. But he was like, oh, it's not as good. It's not as good. It's like that California weed. It's just yeah. something oh, special. Oh, he thought you brought something yeah. from, so from, from here. California. I said, no, shit. we flew here. And he said, well, what about edibles? <laughs> like, he was, just, he <laughs> he was, was just on it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, they all they all had a few drinks in them. But yeah. like, but, but yeah, like, he was he a little was, toasty. He was, he was like, we were like trying to like walk away. We were like 20 feet away from like the, yeah. the rest of the crowd. But he was like following us because like, oh, you're from California. You, you got that, that sticky icky man. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So. So that was a really interesting experience and you know well, how was the trump hotel what was it like on the inside very majestic so. yeah yeah it was uh, you know, it, it it's was, an old library so yeah or old post office wasn't oh it? yes sorry post office yes an old uh, post office and uh yeah it was inside it was uh yeah it was uh, yeah it's very opulent and uh yeah, yeah very was, gilded age yeah mm-hmm. you, yeah it was, it was it was nice yeah the uh the <laughs> yeah actually the same guy was like uh i was like oh we're gonna go get a drink and he he kind of like held up his beer and i'm like oh yeah that's great you can feel good because like that money went to trump he's like yeah it was nine dollars <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i bet only 20 cents goes to trump which was very disappointing that was very disappointing yeah, for and, him and to think about that tr- I bet only twenty cents of his nine dollars went to Trump. He he did say that he lived in Maine and that he had a three uh, a three level home that he uh, we were welcome to stay at anytime. So very friendly again. Cool, I'll go. Yeah. I guess yeah. as long as we bring weed. Yeah, uh, bring weed and bring down. your and bring your QAnon beliefs. <laughs> So after this, uh, we met up with a listener. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Yeah, you can follow her at uh, Amanda underscore rights. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was that we, yeah, she showed us a really cool place. We got a beer and some, some uh, wings. Yeah. And, uh, and I ate like shit this entire oh, yeah, fucking yeah, trip. Yeah, my yeah, God, course. I destroyed my. Lots, lots of wings. Yeah. Your, the yeah. food that you eat has to match uh, the, the content, content that right. you're, yeah, that you're attending. <laughs> But yeah, Amanda used to run a kind of, uh, you know, police accountability style thing. She also told us uh, where Ajit Pai lived, where Sebastian yeah. Gorka yes. lived. Oh, shit. Yeah. She knew the whole land. It was it was really credible. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun to meet up with her. And uh, then we headed the next morning after uh, that recording you heard on the premium episode where we sound like we're not even ourselves because we were you know, half awake and tra- Travis was a bit hungover. And so then we headed to Baltimore, which I'd never seen, never been to Baltimore. Nope. Me neither. I had that dumb white guy thing of like, I've, I've, I've seen the wire. <laughs> um, but uh, we met up with Paisan, another fantastic listener and uh, a mod in our discord community. And he showed us quite a good time. We, we, went out to a place called Atomic Books. Very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds cool. They had a whole, like, conspiracy place, uh, a conspiracy section, and... Travis, you bought a book that is surely not healthy for your brain. No, I got, I bought, I bought an MK Ultra book, and it's oh, just, nice, and it's just, it's just filled with declassified documents yeah. and also patents about mind control tech. Cool, and it's, it's fascinating. I love it. Oh, that's <laughs> dope. I yeah. bought the sequel that I did not know existed to the Great White Shark Hunt by Huntress Thompson, which is a, just a oh, basically yes. collection of his journalistic work uh, alongside alongside some excerpts from his books. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, The Age of Swine or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that. Uh, So that was really, really fun. We watched the Democratic debate. Andrew Yang announced that he was going to Oprah people and you could look under your chair and see $1,000. 
yeah. Joe Biden had a fucking meltdown once again, uh, talking about how black kids should listen to more record players at night to be educated. Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't even watch. I'm not even watching this the was debates, followed, you guys, to be honest. Like, I just don't even. It's like, I don't even care. Like, there's two people that they could announce be the primary, and I would be very happy for that but like the rest of it like i i can't watch it's awful biden just it's fucking but p- push his teeth out of his mouth and then the next day we'll watch like cnn being like one of the strong winners was joe biden it's like that's exactly idiots that's like, exactly what they did of course they did these these motherfuckers they won't learn they just they they they're, they're gonna fuck us again i just know it in my blood and soul they're gonna fuck us again i just Know it. That's why I can't even watch the debates. I'm like, not even. I I can't even get involved until until we reach the final. You know, the final three. Or whatever. I give Jake's statements zero Pinocchios. He is entirely <laughs> correct. So thank you, Paisan, for putting us up yes, and showing you. us a great time in Baltimore. Well, that's uh, it for this episode, listeners. Hopefully you enjoyed our nightmarish uh, quest. This is certainly the most effort we've ever done to get content. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, certainly. You know, set a record for me. <laughs> the most amount of time, effort, and travel I've ever put in for content. So but guess I, what? We, we want to keep putting in this much effort. And so if you go to patreon.com slash QAnonAnonymous, uh, you can support us, but not just support us, you'll also get a second episode every single week for five dollars a month which means you're paying a buck 25 for every premium episode you receive and you get a full eight episodes that way uh, every month and we get to keep doing this kind of dumb crazy shit that is definitely going to reduce the amount of years we spend on earth um yeah and also we don't want to run any advertising because advertising is garbage and that's why we are not doing that and instead are trying to stay editorially independent so patreon.com slash qanon anonymous thank you so much i've already quit my job jake's on his way baby yeah we want to go full-time with this um so yeah help help us out there uh you can come chat with us at discord.qanonanonymous.com it is absolutely free and open to all one and all children no probably not children but uh certainly the elderly um because jake some, some sometimes shows up and asks how to use emojis so what <laughs> what of it listen until next week may the deep dish bless you and keep you god <laughs> It's not a conspiracy, it's fact. And now, today's auto cue. I just kidding. Are you asking me to sign my shirt, man? Dude, yeah. Oh my god. No, man. It makes it better. Is there a Sharpie over there? That's awesome. Oh, please, man. Got this for free today. Yes. Right in the side of the queue, man. All right, man. We're going to get under your belly here. Yep. There nice. Can you do a where we go one, we go all there, man? Yes. Whoops. Let me just pull it up. There we go. Hashtag me too on a dude. Here we go. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce Gabrielle Hope um, to sing our national anthem for us. Say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last?
gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight all the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets red glare the bombs bursting that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave all oh, the land